This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Farm groups are cheering Kansas Representative Tim Hillskamp's loss in Tuesday's primary, but it could worsen divisions in the House Republican Caucus. Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, who chairs the House Freedom Caucus, it's a coalition of several dozen hardline conservatives, lashed out yesterday at party insiders and big money special interests who he says teamed up to defeat Hillskamp. Those special interests Jordan is referring to would be the national and state farm organizations that came out in opposition to Hillskamp, along with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Jordan said at times, Tim's commitment to fighting for smaller, more accountable government required him to stand up and say no to business as usual in Washington. For this, he was punished by the same party insiders and special interests that Republican voters across the country overwhelmingly rejected at the ballot box throughout the presidential nomination process. Jordan said Hillskamp's loss, quote, had significantly damaged the ability of House Republicans to keep a united front against what he called the Obama-Clinton agenda. Hillskamp loss seen as warning to conservatives. Roger Marshall, a physician, won the Kansas race going away, 57% to 44%. And farm groups expressed confidence that he will be a strong ally. Kansas Farm Bureau President Richard Feltz said Marshall will work to promote and strengthen agriculture and forge a positive consensus to move ahead the business of governing. Tim Alberta, a writer for the conservative website National Review, said Hillskamp's loss showed that voter anger at Washington is not a mandate for lawmakers to pursue ideological purity over their district's interests. Even small government voters want government to work well for them, Alberta wrote. Growers seek governor's help on reform. Farmers are searching for a way to get Congress to take a second look at immigration reform. One strategy being considered is to pull together a bipartisan group of governors and former governors to make a new proposal. Tom Nassif, president and CEO of the Western Growers Association, said reform supporters know that a new approach is needed because lawmakers will return next year with the same passions and prejudices on the issue. The hope is that governors could give lawmakers the political cover they need to move legislation in the next Congress. Nassif said... The states are the ones that have the heavy burden here. They know what the economic and social impacts are in their states. A spokesman for Western Growers says it's too early in the process to share specifics about it, including which governors might be involved. Meanwhile, Western Growers have joined the American Farm Bureau, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and other pro-reform groups in launching an effort to start putting grassroots pressure on Congress to address the immigration issue. A new website will allow reform supporters to send videos to Congress that make the case for the benefits of immigration. Report. Clinton mulling changes in the RFS. Senator Chuck Grassley is warning Hillary Clinton not to consider changing the renewable fuel standard. Reuters is reporting that advisors to Clinton approached California regulators about the idea of adopting that state's low-carbon fuel standard. Instead of mandating the use of biofuels as the RFS does, California sets limits on carbon emissions and leaves it to the market to decide how to meet the standard. The Clinton campaign told Reuters that it is seeking input from a broad array of sources. Iowa Republican Grassley says the RFS has been, quote, a tremendous success for the environment. 
Grassley continued, any proposal that opens up or undermines the RFS and results in less ethanol, biodiesel, and cellulosic biofuels is a non-starter with those of us who understand the value of renewable fuels and the potential for industry innovation to continue indefinitely. New FSA rule could reduce environment reports. USDA has finalized changes in its environmental review policy that could lessen the number of studies it does. The Farm Service Agency is updating a list of exemptions that could substantially reduce the number of environmental assessments that are required for farm loans and other programs. One interesting note, in responding to comments on the plan, the department firmly rejected the idea of ending loans to concentrated animal feeding operations. USDA says CAFOs, quote, provide a cost-effective means of livestock production, making efficient use of land and labor, and ensure the country has a reasonably priced supply of meat and dairy products. Spoiled milk? No more. Researchers at Purdue University and the University of Tennessee say they found a way to ensure that milk stays fresh for weeks longer than it does now. A study that was partially funded by the USDA's Agriculture Research Service found that warming milk for less than a second will eliminate more than 99% of the bacteria left behind after pasteurization. The method is called LTST for low temperature, short time, and involves rapidly rising and lowering the temperature of milk by about 10 degrees Celsius or 18 degrees Fahrenheit. That brief heating can extend the shelf life of milk by up to 63 days. Normal pasteurization gives milk a shelf life of about two to three weeks. Here's today's He Said It. It's a question of preparing the debate, getting our facts together, so when the door opens, we're prepared to walk through it. That's Randy Johnson, Chamber of Commerce, Senior Vice President for Labor, Immigration, and Employee Benefits, on the effort to send videos and messages to Congress about the need for immigration reform. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 4th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson, and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.